You don't have to wait six years. It's what I did, but I suggest that you focus on something specific inside of real estate, master it, and then add something else. Maybe you master it in a year. Maybe you master it in six months. Maybe it takes you two or three or four years to master it. But once you feel like you've mastered that and you're, you have success and, and you have traction in that area, adding something to it like wholesaling or being a landlord or maybe if you're already wholesaling, adding flipping, that's awesome. It's great. You should do that. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right, guys, thank you once again for joining me here on Just Start Real Estate. If you are new to the show, if you've never tuned in before, welcome. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you giving us a shot. I hope that we live up to your hopes and expectations of what you thought this show is or should be. Um, again, my name is Mike Simmons. I am your host, and I'm here to bring you content that is both actionable, valuable, practical, and applicable, and do it in a way that's entertaining enough that you stick around for the whole show. I've listened to other podcasts, not necessarily in this space, and not to talk bad about any one particular uh, podcaster, but not all episodes are interesting and keep my attention. So thank you for being here. Thank you for trusting me with your time. I hope that I don't disappoint you. Uh, today's show, it's going to be just me. I do a lot of interviews on this show. I talk to a lot of interesting people and di uh, dissect their business and talk about how they're doing, what they're doing, and what makes them really special and what makes their business fantastic and how are they crushing it and what what you know strategies are they using and tools and, and uh, things that they're doing to just sort of um, succeed in their, in their way. So uh, that is what we do a lot of times. And sometimes it's just me, guys. I, I've been doing this a long time. Uh, I've had um, a great deal of success. And I like to, to share how and, and why I do certain things I do and give you that insight because I know when I was starting out and even when I had been doing it for a few years and had some deals under my belt, I had a lot of questions and, and I didn't find a lot of people that were willing to give me answers to those questions. So it was a little bit of a struggle and I, I don't want it to be that for you. So here we are trying to uh, bridge this gap of knowledge that that a lot of us have when we're starting in any business, not, not real estate ex exclusively, but this, real, this podcast is real estate focused. So that's what we do. Um, and in this episode, I want to talk... Uh, and I'm going to talk about, I, I hate when people say I want to talk. So just, I, I'm trying to break myself for that guys. So let's just bear with me. I, I listen back sometimes at, at these episodes cause I'm editing them and doing different things. And I hear myself say what I want to do instead of saying what I'm going to do. So I'm working on that. Bear with me, but, uh, I'm going to share with you, um, some, uh, parts of conversations, not, not recordings, but just, uh, my recollections of, Questions that I get asked uh, from people who are, like I said, both new in the business and and people who have been doing it for a while, and they sometimes join our mastermind or they just have questions and they want to know what should I do, what type of real estate investing company should I build, should I be a flipper, should I be a wholesaler, should I be a landlord? A lot of people when they start off say, well, I kind of want to do all of that. I want to have rentals. I want to wholesale and I want to flip and. And in, what I'm here to tell you, and a lot of times I'll build up to my point before I actually just tell you kind of what the, the focus is going to be. But in this episode, I'm going to tell you straight up front. Um, 
I don't think, it's my opinion, having watched several people start their business, some succeed, some not get to their goals for various reasons, and, and things that I've done in the past that I have uh, failed at or just tried and it didn't work. And one of those things that I see, and it's a constant um, uh, common denominator of a lot of people who are in this industry, and, and probably honestly, just it's an entrepreneurial trait. So um, I like to make sure that you guys understand some of the things we struggle with here as a real estate investors, they're not just uh, real estate specific, they're, they're business. You know, We're talking about how to build a business here. Again, it happens to be in real estate, but in business, entrepreneurs often have a hard time focusing. They kind of want it all and they want it right now and they always see opportunities where other people don't. So because of that, when, when people come to me and say, hey, what I want to start a real estate investing company and I really want to be successful. I want to get some good advice right out of the gate so that I can make the most of my time and my money and my resources. And I think I want to have a bunch of rentals and Wholesaling sounds great. I've been reading about it on the internet, and you don't need any money to, to wholesale. You just you need to get a deal, and then you assign a contract, and and that's great because it's just money coming in, and you don't you don't need any money, and that's great. So I want to do that also, and then also I like the idea of flipping houses. I want to go in and design and and tear down walls and take sledgehammers and demo houses and make them look awesome like those guys on TV do. And I'm here to tell you that trying to be everything in your business is the quickest way to fail, especially when you're new. Now, if you've been doing this for a number of years and you've you've reached a level of success, and let's say you're a house flipper and you've been flipping houses for a few years and you know, you're doing 10, 20, 30, 50, 75, maybe a hundred houses a year, you're just you're crushing it as a as a house flipper and you're making money and you're profitable and you have a team and systems and processes. And then you say, I want to start wholesaling now. I want to do that in addition to flipping. That that the level um, the the likelihood of success I should say not the level the likelihood of success of you making that transition and adding that to your existing profitable successful business is pretty good. Like I, I would say that that's a really not a bad idea if you've been flipping and you want to add wholesaling and you've really dialed in the flipping where it's it's a little bit not an autopilot. I, uh, we all know that we have to spend time in our business, but it's kind of a business that's matured and it's developed and there's a team and processes and and procedures and, and and systems that you have in place i would say yeah go ahead and add wholesaling i think that's a great idea it's it's for sure it's a, it's another way to exit an opportunity or a deal or another way to another another way to to um realize profit on that on that deal so i think that's a good idea or on the flip side if you're a wholesaler and you've been doing it for a while you know whether it be one two three four five years and again you're doing 40 50 60 80 100 200 deals a year and you say hey i want to add flipping to this i want to hire a project manager or i want to go out there and be the project manager for a while myself so i understand everything and i want to add uh, flipping to my wholesale, my existing successful wholesaling business that is sort of again systematized, processes in place, a team in place that's helping you kind of achieve these goals. And you say, I want to add wholesaling. Yeah, that's a good idea. You should you should do that. Um, I'm sorry, the other way around. Wholesaler, you want to add flipping. You should do that. That's a good idea. You can you can add that onto your business, and and the level um, and likelihood of success. 
again, it's it's probably pretty good. You you have a good base. You already have this part of the business going strong, and you know what you're doing, and it's profitable, and you know it's it's great. Yeah, add that on. And you want to add rentals, great, right? But the people who come to me who are kind of brand new in the industry and they say, I want to be a wholesaler, I want to be a flipper, and I want to be a landlord. I want to be all of them simultaneously and launch all of those businesses at once. I mean, you can kind of understand where I'm going with this. If I came to you and said in any industry, it doesn't even matter, let's not even say what industry, but you're you're an established kind of um, expert in that area. And I say, hey, I want to I want to launch three businesses simultaneously from the ground up with no experience, uh, what do you think? And you would probably tell me you're crazy. That's not a great idea. You shouldn't try to launch three businesses at one time. And that's what it is when you're trying to be a landlord, a wholesaler, a flipper, you're buying notes, um, you're doing new construction, you're doing land development, like all of these things you're trying to do at once, that's just a quick recipe for failure. There's a saying that says, if you try to catch two rabbits, you won't catch either one of them, right? Because it's just a hard thing to do to start all those businesses. So I say, in my experience, in my opinion, if you want to go be in real estate and you want to be a real estate investor, decide which route is most exciting to you. Decide which route, when it gets tough, you'll still want to get up in the morning and do it because you love it and you're motivated by it. And when people come to me and say, hey, I want to be, I think I want to do real estate. I don't know if I want to flip or wholesale. And I'll say, well, first of all, I suggest you pick one, at least in the beginning. Focus on one thing, you know, laser focused. That's how, um, that's how lasers uh, penetrate. They're very, you know, they're, they're, laser focused, right? Lasers are laser focused. So I say pick one. And and then the question always becomes, well, what's the difference? What what do you think I should do? And I always say, well, listen, all routes have validity. It, house flippers, it's a great, it's a great route to go. It's a great decision. It's a great path. And it can lead to a lot of success. Wholesaling, same thing. Great path can lead to a lot of success. You want to be a landlord? I know a lot of landlords that are crying, they're killing it. They're making millions of dollars a year, and it's very passive. And and they just it's it's that's the lifestyle that they want. So it's all doable. And and if you say, hey, well, listen, why why can't I have rentals if I want to be a, a wholesaler? Why can't I have rentals? And the short answer is, you can, you can for sure. But I'm saying focusing on scaling a business. And and by the way, scale is a relative term, right? For some people, scale means doing five to 10 deals a year. That's that's scale because right now they're doing zero or one. That That's scale, right? For some people, scale is doing 100 deals, 200 deals, 300 deals. That's scale to them, okay? So I'm not gonna define scale for you. You have to decide what size business you want, okay? But in order to scale to whatever you want it to be, to grow the business into the business you want, I think it's very difficult, if not near impossible, to do three businesses or even two businesses at the same time and grow them. I say you choose one. How do you choose one? Well, here's a couple of things to consider. I've ho- I've flipped or uh, started my my uh, real estate investing business uh, career or business whatever. I started it as a flipper. And I did that for about six years before I pivoted my business and changed the way that I I wanted to move forward. And I became more of a wholesaler. And I was kind of doing a little bit of both. I was still flipping and doing some wholesale deals um, as they came up uh, because I had been flipping for a while. And eventually, I pivoted and, and kind of transformed my business into a, 
a straight wholesaling company. So the, the way that I think that you should look at it, if you're trying to decide what do I do, how do I start this, and, and what do I focus on, I say if you're the kind of person, it's, it's a couple of things actually. It's sort of like what's interesting to you, and in some aspects, it's what do you need and what are you good at as well, right? So three things probably. What's interesting, what are you good at, what do you need? So when it, when it comes to what's interesting, I say if you're the kind of person who gets a tremendous amount of joy, very makes you very, very happy to take something ugly like a house, an ugly house, and go in, spend the time, the effort, the sweat, blood, and tears to make that a beautiful house that people are going to walk into and just fall in love with and that transformation process from ugly to beautiful. If that makes you happy, if that really gets you up in the morning and makes you want to start your day and, and conquer all of your challenges, then maybe flipping is for you. Now, if cash flow is something that's important to you, you need the cash flow. You don't. You can't wait four to six months for a deal to get done to get paid, and you sort of want to see more cash coming in and out of the company a little faster. Um, then, then flipping might not be the best option for you because there is, depending on how efficient you are and how experienced and how good you are and how many problems come up, it can take three to five to six to eight months for projects to complete, depending on how big they are, how, how, you know, how many problems you encounter and your efficiency, um, so, but if that transformation is important to you and you have the ability to to wait four to six months to realize those profits, the profits are oftentimes much bigger when you're flipping. Okay, so that's an upside. You take something ugly and make it beautiful, that's an upside. But there's one thing we haven't talked about. We talked about what you like and what you want, but what are you good at? If managing contractors, if managing budgets, and managing timelines, and making sure that people are showing up to job sites and doing the work they said they're going to do, and then inspecting that work, and paying them for the work that's done. And if the work's not done or not done right, you you have to withhold some of that pay and have that, that difficult discussion with someone. If you don't like doing that, if that sounds miserable to you and absolutely freaks you out and keeps you from moving forward, then maybe flipping is not for you because that's what it is, especially in the beginning when you're doing all the stuff, all the stuff yourself and you don't have a team, you have to hire contractors. You have to fire contractors sometimes. You have to have budgets and timelines and, and you have to manage those and be on the job site and making sure that things are getting done, right? But if if you're good at that, if you come from a background or you have a competency or a skill set that lends itself well to hiring, managing, um, creating budgets and timelines and then holding people accountable to that and you love the transformation and you want those bigger paydays and you can wait four to six months between projects to get paid, flipping might be for you. But if you're not all of those things, then it, then maybe it's not. Maybe maybe wholesaling is a little more for you. Now, wholesaling, you're not taking something ugly and make it beautiful. A wholesaler, for those of you who maybe don't know, because most people know what flippers are. They see them on TV, you know, these flipper flop and um, all these different uh, these different shows. They buy a uh, kind of a rundown crappy house. They bring contractors in. They do a bunch of work to it. They turn it into a beautiful, nice, newer looking house, and then they sell it. That's flipping, right? Wholesaling is you find a property that somebody wants to sell, a homeowner that wants to sell their property at a discount. You get that property under contract. And you take that contract and you 
sell it to a house flipper or a landlord, somebody who does want to flip the house or maybe wants to hold it as a rental. You sell that property to them. Now, how does that, what does that mean? You sell it to them, right? Do you have to buy it? And I thought wholesaling meant you don't need the money to buy the house. That's true. So you get the house under contract with the seller and you take that purchase agreement that you have with the seller and you market the purchase agreement to an end buyer a landlord or a house flipper. And then once you find, let's just say a house flipper who says, yeah, I want to I want to buy that house and flip it. I like that. Then when you, you take your initial contract and you do what's called an assignment, you assign your purchase agreement to the flipper who's going to be the buyer at the closing. You assign it to them for a fee. So for example, if you got the house under contract with a homeowner for $100,000, and that's the amount that you agree, you agreed they would get when the house closes, then you take that, that, that purchase agreement and you market it out to a bunch of investor buyers and you find an investor buyer, a house flipper says, I want that house. And you say, great, uh, the price for that house is $115,000. And they they run their numbers and do their due diligence and they estimate renovations and and maybe do a walkthrough and they say okay I can pay one hundred fifteen thousand dollars for that house. You create an assignment contract for fifteen thousand dollars. So the purchase agreement for a hundred thousand, your assignment contract for fifteen thousand, goes to the title company or a lawyer if that's how you close in your state. But that goes to the closing company and they get the purchase agreement, the assignment, they see that. At closing, the buyer has to pay $115,000 like he agreed to. The seller gets their $100,000, and you get a $15,000 check, right? Now, what did you do? You found the house. You got it under contract. You found a buyer. You put those two together, and you got paid an assignment fee for doing that, okay? You don't need money to buy the house. The, the investor buyer is going to come up with the money to buy the house. The seller gets their money, the buyer gets the house for what they agreed to, and you get paid. That's what wholesaling is. Now, there's no transformation. There's no knocking down walls and bringing in beautiful cabinets and hardwood floors and all that stuff, but it's it's also very quick. Typically, in a, in a wholesaler's world, you get a property under contract with the seller. You find a buyer and you close within three to four weeks. It's very fast, right? Now, the, like I said, the profits might be Five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, depending on where where you are and in your your area and your market. Some markets are a lot higher than that for assignment fees. Some are a little lower, but you get an assignment fee that's typically going to be less than it would be if you flipped it yourself. Not not always, and and there's variability there, which we can go into in another episode in great detail. But that's wholesaling. Okay, that might be more attractive to you. Um, I found for me, I flipped for a number of years. I loved it. I had success. It, it was great. But once I, I, and it's again, it's another story that I've told a lot of times. I've told it on this show. But the way I found wholesaling or the way that I started wholesaling was a little bit of an accident. It wasn't, wasn't planned out. It wasn't a strategic business pivot on my point. It was a little bit more out of a necessity. But once I did it, I fell in love with it. I loved the wholesaling process. And so I kind of transformed my company and pivoted more toward wholesaling. And that's what I that's what I do mostly now is wholesaling. I do have rentals as well, right? But my first rental, I didn't get my first rental that I bought for a the purpose of being a rental until I had been in business, ah oh boy, 
six, about six years. About the same time I started wholesaling is when I started getting rentals. So I had six years of an, of real estate investing under my belt before I ever changed strategies or added something to my arsenal of, of real estate investing, what I wanted to do. Now, you don't have to wait six years. It's what I did, but I suggest that you focus on something specific inside of real estate, master it, and then add something else. Maybe you master it in a year. Maybe you master it in six months. Maybe it takes you two or three or four years to master it. But once you feel like you've mastered that and you're, you have success and, and you have traction in that area, adding something to it like wholesaling or being a landlord or maybe if you're already wholesaling, adding flipping, that's awesome. It's great. You should do that. But starting out without experience, without a lot of um, um, background or mastery in any any part of this industry... I think it's a huge mistake to try to do too much at once. Usually the the person or the people who try to do too much at once don't do anything well and they end up burning out of the industry, right? They they either you know do a bad deal and can't recover or you know because they're trying to flip wholesale and be landlord or any any combination of those two, they're not focusing enough on any one of them so they just don't get it right and they end up like, you know, they sort of burn out. They they end up out of the industry and you catch up with them a year or two later and it's like, what happened? Oh, it just didn't work out. That doesn't work in my market. You know, a lot of times there's excuses like that. But the reality is they weren't focused. They weren't committed to anything. Therefore, they weren't really good at anything. So that's the lesson for today, guys. Um, I, I think you got it. I, I, I love to kind of go over and over the point because I, I really think this is really an important point. But when you're when you're starting in this business, or even if you've been in it for a little while and you're struggling, take a look. Are you trying to do too much? Are you, are you um, unfocused? Do you not have that laser focus necessary to master anything, anything you want to do, right? Um, very few, very few athletes in history can compete at a high level in more than one sport, right? Michael Jordan, arguably the best basketball player that's ever lived, went into baseball. He wasn't great. He was okay. He wasn't great, right? There's a few exceptions. There's people who have been great, but you know, of the millions of athletes in the world that have come and gone, uh, in the ones that have tried to do more than one thing, one or two of them have managed to do it, right? Um, you don't see people, many people, who are a uh, world-class uh, piano player and also a world-class surgeon. You know, it's like usually when people focus and become great at something, they're great at that and they're not great at anything else, okay? Um, doesn't mean you can't be great at more than one thing. Certainly you can, but focus on one thing, then move on to the other thing. I think that's a better success formula in real estate and in business and in life for that matter. Focus on what you want to be good at, really dial into it, and and your success, uh, your chance of success will 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 just go off the charts. Okay, so that's a lesson for today, guys. I hope you got something out of this. I hope that it resonated with you. Um, please tune in next week, and I will have another new episode up on Monday. As always, guys, get out there and just start. Thanks for joining me here again today, guys. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. If you have not. Uh, went to iTunes and given me a rating and review, I am asking that you do that. That is tremendously, like I can't even express to you how important it is for podcasters like me to get found and, and to give back 
to to uh, to the show that if you're enjoying it, for you to go and give me a rating review. So if you could take time to do that today, I would really appreciate it. If you do it, shoot me an email. Let me know that you did that. I'll give you a shout out, guys. I, I really appreciate the effort it takes. Uh, I know I'm a procrastinator. I don't like doing that kind of stuff. I, I kind of put it off to the side and back burner a lot of times. But I'm telling you, if you go and do that, I will appreciate it more than words can express. All right, guys, have a great day and get out there and get after it.